Welcome back to another bonus episode of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Girls in Panzer. Released in 2012 by Studio Actus, it has 12 episodes and comes in both sub and dub. I watched in sub. I was actually asked to review this series by my boy Kaylee Kale. At this point, I guess I proved myself enough to have an opinion that mattered when it came to anime. Kaylee Kale had been getting this series recommended to him by many people, so he asked me to check it out to see if it was any good before he invested time into it. He warned me it was pretty much small anime girls participating in tank battles and not to expect much more. Miho is recently transferred to a new high school. She begins to make friends and all seems well until she is pressured to join the tankery team. Miho's family has a long history with tanks and she is seen as an asset for the school by the student council. Unfortunately, this is where her fears are realized. The reason Miho came to this particular school was due to its lack of a tankery club. Miho's negative experiences with tanks has caused her many stresses and she wants nothing to do with them. Initial impressions of this show had me blown away. The first person view from the driver's seat as the brigade of tanks moved out was stunning. What drew me in is the discovery the entire city I had been introduced to is on top of a massive ship sailing along the ocean. When it came to Miho, I connected to her right away. She goes back to her apartment door to double check if it's locked. For some people it's did I leave the oven on, for others it's did I already feed the cat breakfast, for me as a child it was did I lock my front door. It would plague my mind so intensely at school every morning, I'd have to make a big deal of locking it. I'd talk loudly to myself like locking the door now, putting the key in, turning it to the left to lock it. And I'd jingle my keys wildly while I did this. The purpose was so when I got to school and those thoughts eventually creeped in of did you lock your door this morning, I would just be like oh yeah I did lock the door because I'd remember myself acting like a crazy person in front of my house. Luckily therapy wasn't required and I eventually just got over it and nowadays I don't even lock my door. Isuzu and Sauri were great friends. Knowing Miho for one afternoon, they both fake medical issues to be sent to the nurse's office to check on the well-being of their new pal. They offer to help her turn down the student council's request to join Tankery and even switch to incense classes with Miho after she explains she cannot bring herself to ride a tank ever again. The first problem I have with this series is there's way too many characters. The amount of tanks on each side combined with how many girls are in a tank, it was impossible to get familiar with the main squad alone. The second is the tanks themselves. The city is confined to a certain surface area, so it's not like the girls are scouring the world searching for the tanks, but it's a little far-fetched they found them all in one afternoon. The real issue lies in even if the school did disband the tankery program, why would they not store all the tanks in the hangar that is clearly built to house them? One tank is found in the middle of the woods parked up on a hill. Around here, the only time you do that is if your vehicle is on the verge of no longer running to the point you wouldn't even get money for scrapping it. This is when you put her in the woods. Take a few buddies, hop in, and drive through the trees, scraping the shit out of the paint. Don't stop until the car simply gives out. The second tank location is by far the most ridiculous. What would possess these children to rappel down a mountainside looking for a tank? But hey, what do I know? Turns out the damn thing is in a crevice on a mountain wall. How could it possibly be placed there, and why would it be placed there? It must have the most traction on a tread that's ever existed. It just spider crawled up the side of this cliff. Tank 3 has been sunk to the bottom of a pond. Once again, what possessed these girls to even think that a tank would be located there? Then after all the water damage, you're telling me this inexperienced crew repaired that thing? Get lost. Finally, the fourth is located in a reasonable spot in a warehouse behind a chain link fence. Next up is the modifications made to the tanks. 
Firstly, I wasn't a huge fan of every single tank being a different model. I preferred the lineup of the first squad the girls had a match with, one leader and the rest are all the same tank. Sure, having everyone be different makes it easier for the viewer to distinguish between each, but after what these girls do, that wouldn't be a problem. Aside from Miho's crew who keep their plain metal finish and the olive drab painted tank, the rest of these things are tapped. Hot pink, red, and gold, they've discarded any camouflage or tactical advantage they desperately needed seeing as they are new to tankery and the armor of their vehicles isn't the best. You might as well put a flag up telling the enemy your location. Oh wait, one tank does and we see it bite them in the ass during their practice match in town, giving away their position while hiding behind the fence. The next issue is during the first day scrimmage to get a feel for operating a tank, the main girls were surrounded 4 on 1. Even if she is the most adept, having the borderline narcoleptic Mako as your driver, I feel wouldn't be the wisest choice. Though kicking her to go left or right would have her stay alert. The girl operating the turret with her first shot lined up a target and hit the mark. The second shot while under enemy fire takes out the second tank with another direct hit. The student council team is picked off next making her accuracy 100%. The last tank is taken out by a mud puddle ripping off the track. My point is this girl is a marksman so what possessed these girls to mix around a winning formula? They took her out of the gunner seat and let everyone choose what they thought was interesting. This led to them missing the first shot in the exhibition match. While Miho's crew is zigzagging and dodging attacks from 5 tanks simultaneously, what are her comrades who should be at the ready for the ambush doing? Playing cards and tossing around the ball. They should have been locked and loaded ready to fire. Instead they start shooting at a comrade before blind firing on the enemy not hitting one single target. If the student council weren't idiots and the pink tank weren't crybabies, these girls would have won the exhibition match. The series wasn't all negative, the old school recruitment video trying to get girls to join tankery to make them better women was a spot on mockery of real commercials put out back in the day. Now let's get into some nitpicks. The student council lackey with the halved eyewear, just get a monocle it would look so much cooler. When Miho was guiding the tank over the bridge you could clearly see it veering off to the side yet Miho kept signaling it to come forward. They made Mako eat breakfast after brushing her teeth in the tank. That's disgusting. Final thoughts. Coming into this review, I did think I made it halfway through this series, but I actually only got through the first four episodes. With how much I enjoyed Girly Air Force, it's surprising I didn't get into this series. The similarity in premise is astonishing. While Girls in Panzer was not for me, I think it can still be watched depending on what you're looking for. I told Kaylee Kale to give it a go, he knew what the series was about and he was okay with it. Personally, I wanted something a little deeper and maybe the show eventually got to it, but it wasn't quick enough for me. That's going to be it for this month's bonus review. Hope to catch you next time. Bye.